Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, y'all. I'm Julie. Hi there. I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we're obsessed with everything on the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world... Life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Bryn, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. Hello, my witchy poo that's also called guest 41EI. How are you? I think that you, your father must be Elon Musk because that is what he would name his kid. <laughs> Normally you have something cute, like you'll have, you know, the good witch or witchy poo, or you had like, uh, you had internet issues on one time was your name. (sighs) Hilarious. You must be sleepy. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I know you're not sleepy. That's our topic. (laughs) Kind of. And and I don't know who this question came from. So if you want some credit, you're going to have to raise your hand because I think it was maybe through one of our Instagram, like, what do you want to hear about? Kind of. So if this is you. You have cost me about uh, 13, 14 hours of my life to really research this, process through it, try to find some answers. So thanks. Going down <laughs> nerdy elf rabbit hole. <laughs> Holy crap, did I ever. So we're going to jump into this because there's actually a lot of territory to cover. And we're going to, you know, listen, as much as I'd love to tell everybody we have answers to everything, um, we have answers to a lot, but not everything. And there are some things you guys throw as curveballs. And so, you know, we'll actually go through and discuss a lot of this as we go through it. So we hope we can answer this question who asked. It is very simple. And I love this. I can answer the second half of it. (laughs) The the question is sleep paralysis and hypnogogia, uh, any spiritual meanings? Well, the answer is yes. There's spiritual meanings in everything. So we can end the show now or (laughs) this is multiple choice. We can end the show. 
Or we can talk about what hypnogogia is because we've actually obviously talked about sleep paralysis, but we'll also blend it in a little bit. What do you pick, A or B? Do we really have a choice? Let's show no, of hands. <laughs> I love that. Show of hands. Show of hands. <laughs> I think well, everybody raised their hand and they're like, what is hypno go what? Yeah. <laughs> Which is why we're tiling it hypno go what? Because that was my response when I got that. And I was a you little know, embarrassed. We such smart listeners. They just freaking awesome. <laughs> uh, right. It's like, and especially somebody who like lets me get all, get, get my nerd on. So I think we should do this first segment and just talk a little bit about what is hypnogogia. In fact, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it. We'll so go I'm gonna, it sounds good. We're going to go with it. Sounds, the spelling legit to me. <laughs> this, the spelling is H-Y-P-N-A, hypna, G-O-G-I-A. I, so I figured it's called hypnogogia. And I said Gia because there was that, I knew a girl named Gia. So I kind of figured that it was <laughs> Gia. I mean, that was literally, that was my process. You're welcome, everybody. Did she, did she have hypnogogia? I don't know. She, maybe she did. Maybe she did. She may, maybe she did. So here's what, um, and here's what's really fun. So, you know, I, I like to do research. And one of the reasons I like to do research is obviously I like to learn new things, but I also like to find inconsistencies. It's more of, that's more of a hobby than it is anything else. But I found a lot of, um, so it, it, but it's interesting. And we're going to get to some of those inconsistencies in this study. But so here's, here's what I believe the, the definition of hypnogogia is, which is, and I'm going to have to say this word so many times. Hypnogogia is a transitional state of consciousness between wakefulness and sleep. It's the opposite Oh shit! I don't even remember reading this word. Of hypnopompeia. I love that Pompeii. I don't know what that is. <laughs> which is a transition. <laughs> it's crazy. Which is a transitional state that occurs before you wake up. Okay, that's also they can call it what they want. That's actually sleep paralysis. But we'll get into that in a second. What this? What I learned is that hypnogogia is apparently common, and I did not realize that because I'd never heard of it. Experience, and they talk about it like it's an involuntary experience where they call them imaginary experiences. This is where I get furious at a lot of this stuff. A bunch of women reported it. That's another way to say that. (laughs) Right. That's exactly what they think. It's like, oh, them, them girls, you know, they're making shit up all the time. They call them hallucinations is really the word that they use um, very uh, consistently in this. And I'm going to, I'm actually going to jump to the end a little bit to let people know about, well, just about who has actually practiced this. And, and these are not people, by the way, who are any slouches because there are a lot of very famous um, people that try to create an environment where they can experience this hypnogogia, which, you know, again, that others call hallucinations. Just a few, you know, tiny people I think um, a few tiny famous people that that try to get into it. And <laughs> remember when you used to get tiny food? That's what it makes me think of. <laughs> right. Oh, I know. That was one of my many diets that I've gone through in my life is the tiny food diet. <laughs> one of them is a little fella named Thomas Edison. Another one is Edgar Allan Poe and um, Salvador Dali. And what they tried to do to to stimulate it is that they would hold an iron or metal ball in their hand, like a heavy one. And so when they would fall asleep, the ball would drop on the floor and kind of wake them enough to have this hallucination, so to speak. Right. So so, so they were having this sort of in-between sleep and wake experience. And, but they've had previous experiences where they'd have an insight, but then when they woke up, it was gone. So they wanted something to 
interrupt the process so they could remember their insights. Correct. Okay. Correct. That's exactly what they were trying to do. So, so these balls, when they hit the ground, would bring them into consciousness and then they could capture their insight. Enough to capture it. Exactly right. Okay. Remember how we talked about things like microdosing and things like that of, of ways for us to try <laughs> yeah. to find some other state? Yeah. People, yeah. They used to hold, you know, these steel balls in their hand. Of course, I want to make so many jokes about saying iron balls, steel balls, all that kind of stuff. Like I cannot tell you how much I'm having to hold back all of the things I want to say, because the reality is I have steel balls too. Um, but they're more imaginary. Get it out of your system. I did. I did. I had to say it. It it was hard. Oh, look, there you go. Another joke. Anybody who's had an, uh, an EEG, um, knows that there are five types of brain waves. I'm not going to go too far into this, but I'm just going to let folks know that this is part of the science behind is that they will measure and in uh, an EEG, um, there are delta waves, um, our theta waves, our alpha waves, our beta waves, and our gamma waves, right? And it sounds actually like sorority row when I went to college <laughs> is what that sounded like to me. It's like all the brain waves have sorority houses. And each of them operates slow to fast. And so what happens is, is, and this is their explanation of why they say it's hallucinations, is that when one speeds up and one slows down, um, it's like this kind of uh, medical moment happens that makes you hallucinate is effectively what they're trying to say. So they talk about the different stages of sleep, things like that. And what they say that happens is they say that in this, when we're sleeping and then we begin to wake, they say that our sense of here and now transitions from the real world to the dream world and what people experience again they call them hallucinations and by the way guys we've all i'm sure experienced this i have a hard time going into the hallucination things because hallucination is saying that my mind is playing tricks on me and i get kind of pissy when i see the scientists write about this kind of stuff so just fyi and i would also say those those very famous you know creative minds creators they created from philosophies to art to right electricity, electricity, right? <laughs> these these minds that would seek beyond what is wrote a long time ago, right? They, right? They they created these you know processes and these experiences a long time ago, and even today, I would say there's a lot about the brain activity. We're always finding out more. Right? Science is great at updating itself, and. But there's still a lot we don't know that happens in these different phases or how we go to from one activity of the brain to the next and, and what happens in that gap in between. Like they just don't know. You're absolutely right. And and I think is actually one way, one thing I wanted to say before we even started down this hypno go go, whatever it's called, <laughs> down that path is sleep is one of those fascinating Right. Right. It's fascinating. So essential. So essential, so essential. But the research and what people experience and um, either you can fall asleep, you can't fall asleep, you can't stay asleep, you can't, you know, there's all these things. You can't wake up. You can't wake up. There's, you know, there is Ambien for people... Which I highly advise people not to take it. Who want, buy to buy, who want to buy a, a, steam, a trailer? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't. If you do take Ambien, uh, set your phone and your iPad aside so you don't go to eBay and happen to bid on a 1986 uh, 35-foot Airstream like uh, somebody on this podcast did once. And Suzanne wanted to name it Ambiance. Uh, yeah. Um, so but, good. But sleep is this fascinating because right? it's just fascinating and how we're all different with it 
it's cause for a lot of conversations, a lot of worry, a lot of everything. And, 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 you know, you're right. The scientists come back and there's in there. Now they're saying you shouldn't sleep more than seven hours. Um, you should, you should really Unless get between you sleep six nine, and seven. Which some people say. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's all that they say. Listen, they yeah. also told us once that smoking was good for us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they also told us that have a uh, low fat diet and that was healthy. And uh, P.S. tried that and they ate, ate a lot of candy and yeah. didn't lose a pound. So they aren't always right. And so I just, when we talk about these things, and obviously I'm going to like go overboard on how they are not right. But I think it's important. It's not saying they're wrong all the time, but they're also not right all the time. And maybe on that note, we might want to take a little quick break so I can get... Yeah, we're, um, we're a little over break time. We're so a little we're over we're break time and I'm all fired up about the scientists being It's hard buttholes. to jump in. My elf on a roll. No shit. Okay. Nerdy elf. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. <laughs> and catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.
And welcome back from Nerdy Elf on a Roll. <laughs> <laughs> and I love science too. I love yeah. math. I love science. I just, yeah. you know, it's just that, you know, I've always said, you know, scientists can prove what they want to. Like, I will tell you back in my day when I dealt with, you know, the media side of my job in marketing, um, I could make a spreadsheet, say what I wanted it to say. I didn't for the record, but I could. Always. And scientists can do the same thing. Well, numbers um, are just storytelling like anything else. Exactly right. And, so in the same, I think, in, in, in the medical community. But so what they talk about, the effects of hypnagogia on your body is that, and this is, of course, I, I love this, you start to lose touch with reality. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> you start to lose touch with reality as your body prepares to enter sleep. Because let's be honest, like, right, we've talked about this is, you know, we are a spirit having a human experience. Mm -hmm. Your physical bag of meat needs to rest, right? But your spirit doesn't. Right. So mostly so your liver can clean all your blood. That's really why we sleep so much. Huh. What do you know? <laughs> Just I dropped that in. <laughs> I did not know. But now I do. Yeah, there you go. So, but when you think about all of this in that context, it's like, yeah, my physical body needs to rest, but my spirit is busy all the damn time. And yeah. so when they talk about hallucinations, they talk, and I'm not saying hallucinations aren't possible because they are possible. Of course. But on the day-to-day -day basis, it doesn't necessarily mean that everything you experience is some type of so-called hallucination, which oh. means that it's fake and it's a fraud. That's the part that irritates me. And we also don't know if the scientist would label any dream a hallucination. That's possible. That's very possible. Particularly visitations from spirit. They would call that a hallucination. They would totally, that's exactly right. right. You know, and, and I have a feeling why these very prestigious names that I had rattled off earlier before the break, you know, again, they invented electricity. They were artists. And so you can't possibly tell me and convince me that that was not a higher power that was working with them right? There's just, it's not possible that it can't be. It, that can't be a hallucination. And, and, you know, and I was actually joking about your name, guest 41EI. <laughs> and, you know, when it, when it comes to Elon Musk, I can guarantee you that man has a lot of voices coming to him to no invent doubt. and do the right. things that he does, right? Yeah. I'm not a no fan doubt. of everything, but I'm a fan of a lot of it. Yeah. And, um, and it's breaking the mold. It's things that are outside the, the box, trying to change the game, save the planet, right? Exactly right. Yeah. So, so they talk about these different categories, right? So one category that I've obviously harping on about hallucinations, they talk about lucid dreaming, they mention body jerks, and then they mention sleep paralysis. So we will get sleep paralysis and I'm going to be like super pissy about the scientists <laughs> for that one. But the hallucinations, what they, what they claim is, they, they say, of course, this is fun. They most often occur in young adults and teenagers and become less common with age. They say women are more likely to experience these hallucinations than men. So I'm just supporting what, I'm what you about said. <laughs> yeah, women, they be crazy. So let me give, I want to give one example of a hallucination that happened a couple of weeks ago at, mm, let's call it 4.30 in the morning when huh? I heard screamed at me from the left side of the bed, Jimmy. <laughs> who is the name of a friend of mine, oh. screamed at 4.30 in the morning. And so at a reasonable hour, I called Jimmy, not at 4.30 in the morning, and said, hey, I had this experience. Any chance that means something to you? And 
his dad passed within 24 hours of that. That's not a hallucination. That's not a hallucination, right? <laughs> but guarantee that that's what they would label as a hallucination. No doubt. Right. Yeah, that was a so, bit of a premonition. Then. Yeah, well, it's, it's you know, his his dad was communicating sure. from, you know, as he's testing the outside his body, right? So when when we lose the body, we can connect with other spirits and really very, with a lot of ease. And this person who was trying to transition was wanted to get my attention and he's new in the spirit world. So he didn't just like tap me on the shoulder and go, hey. <laughs> right, he yelled, he yelled Jimmy. He screamed his yeah. son's name at me. And I was like, hey, you can just whisper. <laughs> it's okay. You know, that, that happened with Shanna's grandfather. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that, that's right. Um, he yeah. and I were communicating because right. he was, you know, he was in his going in and out transitioning. Right. And uh, her grandmother called her and said, Who's Julie? Yeah. Because he was screaming my name. Right. Right. Because I was talking to him. Well, we know you like to be first in lists of names. I do like to be first. <laughs> so. I actually don't. It's more of a joke because I really don't give a shit. But yeah, I do. I, for, I'm to, I'm I know, but to play, of course I do. But but again, I'm just saying like this is, I think, what would qualify as hallucinations. So I just, it would. I just want to make sure people have the context for the science. Well, and, here's what, and here's what science tells us is that it, they say it's not clear what causes these hallucinations, but they call them risk factors. Like it's a bad thing, right? <laughs> they say alcohol or recreational drug, drug use. By the way, that does, oh. can definitely call, cause an hallucination. Doesn't mean that it's, you know, just purely sleep induced. Insomnia is another, stress and anxiety, narcolepsy, bipolar disorder, and depression. I'm like, you guys just went through and listed things <laughs> That not that affect people in their wake, in their waking time, not just their sleep time. And it's like they're connecting it to this. It's like they it's like this is what science can't. That's why I'm so excited for quantum computing to really become real, because I really am fully convinced that quantum computing will help solve some of this dipshit, this dipshittery in the scientific community. <laughs> Do you want to unpack that for those of us who aren't familiar with quantum computing? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it'll take me a minute. So within each cell. Uh, or each atom, actually, we have a proton, a neutron, and an electron. And if you ever look at a picture of one, they're kind of small within this atom, but there's a lot of what you would look at and just call it blank space. Right. Well, it's not blank. We just can't see it. And quantum computing is going to be able to see and help us understand what's in there. And that's the exciting part because there's a lot of belief in you know, our people, so to speak, even with a lot of people actually in the quantum, like the quantum scientist, uh, the quantum physicist, really believe that that will help answer a lot of what they call like a lot of the psychic questions um, and kind of give an answer to why some of these things can occur and why some can tap in and how we're not just in a one dimensional world or even, a, I mean, a one, um, yeah, well, a, a dimension, a single dimension that we have a lot of dimensions that we can, we go in and out of. And part of that can be captured in, uh, on a cellular level. This is awesome. Right? Isn't that exciting? Okay, this is my favorite part of the episode so far. But. Yeah, right? Right? Oh, it's not me saying hypno go what? Well, that was good too. Oh, the guess for one EI. I mean, come on, there's a list, Brenda. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just because it's the most now. recent. Yeah, this is just goes on and on. This is awesome. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and we need to take another break. That fast? Holy shit. Okay. 
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. And welcome back to our nerdy elf session. This is awesome. Bring us up to speed elf. Go, go, go. <laughs> so the th- other things within the hallucination category, they talk about kaleidoscope of changing colors, the appearance of random geometric patterns, flashing lights, images of people, um, animals or faces. AKA meditation. But <laughs> Seriously. Like this is why I actually really love that the question was asked because I, I think know. through this process, we're answering it for he or she. Um, they talk about auditory hallucinations, which is what you were just talking about. Voices or words, music, phone ringing, doorbell sounds, your name, <laughs> or right? Some- or someone, <laughs> or Jimmy, uh, <laughs> or Big Daddy, which is, anyway. Yeah. And then they talk about other, they say they have an other category, weightlessness, flying, falling, feeling like there's a presence in the room. It's like, 
I'm sorry, these are not all hallucinations. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so much more depth to these. And, you know, some of these things could very well be like, you know, once we get into that kind of astral travel, you know, we talked about that, you know, so those folks who are interested in this go back to the astral travel, I think we called it astral plane. I think is what we called it, plane trip or something. Anyway, go back to that episode. And we talk a lot about, you know, how when, um, when again, our body is, is, is resting, our spirit is busy and it goes up to that astral plane. And that's why sometimes when you come back the next day, have a conversation with somebody, it's like, have we had this conversation? It feels like we have probably because you did. Yeah. Energetically. And you can even, set, not to, to be distracted, but you can set your intention before you go to sleep to do that sort of thing so you can be better informed the next day. Right. But that's just a, a hallucination. So never mind. That's just, you're, <laughs> you're just a woman, Brenda. Exactly. So you're just a woman. I just got ahead of myself. You did. You got ahead of yourself. <laughs> um, and then they talk about, um, they call them hypnogogic jerks. Like, so that's effectively when you have those sudden muscle contractions and stuff. And it's like, you know, I'm not going to argue with him on that. Believe it or not, I'm actually not arguing about the physical jerks that happen, but actually I, I have a, I have a perspective on that. If it's oh, helpful. Uh, please, I, I, I'm not going to argue with them. I want you to argue with the scientists now. I'm not going to argue with them, but my experience is that that is the parasympathetic nervous system releasing the stress of the day. Because when we get jacked up about stuff, we hold it in our body. We know that, right? And, and people will do that when they're on my healing table. And I do it when I'm falling asleep sometimes. Uh, you know, it's just that, oh, thank God, you know, I'm finally, I've released five flight and freeze. I'm in the parasympathetic nervous system, rest and digest. And now I phew, can go to sleep. So Super pisses me off when it wakes me up though. Because I've had muscle jerks kind of thing that it have actually like awoken me up, not in the middle of the night, like in that early, like going yeah. from wake well, to rest. Right. You're, you're, it's that handoff. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's is different than muscle slug syndrome, just FYI. That's a totally different thing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Suzanne suffers from that. So yeah, I think. Yeah, she does. So that's just like one of the things that they list. And here's the one that is most triggering to me. Not that if you haven't noticed, I'm already triggered by <laughs> the science, the, I think the lack of, of, um, cause I, just, to me, to me, they're, a science, just uninitiated. they're, they're uninitiated. not there because I think science, the beauty of science, like when I think about science, I think about, you know, like space, for instance, like they are all wanting to like, what is out there? What is the final that? frontier? The final fucking frontier. <laughs> like what, what's out there. And like, this seems, it's like, they're trying to shove it in this box you know, yeah. and they're calling things one thing, you know, it's like, this, oh, these are all hallucinations, you know. I said, <laughs> why don't you actually open your mind to try to really try to discover what it is and so on and so forth. But the one that gets me is actually sleep paralysis because they, they categorize sleep paralysis in this hypnogogia category. And where they're wrong is sleep paralysis does actually not occur when you go from wake to rest. It actually goes when you go from rest to wakefulness. So it's on the other side, ha, 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 yeah. of the sleep um, continuum. Yep. I just said sleep continuum like I knew what I was talking about. That was That's pretty good. funny. That was good. I like the phrase. I totally made it up. <laughs> I didn't good. really make it up. I just didn't know it existed. But I was probably channeling it from, you know, one of my guides that knows a little something, something. Einstein. <laughs> Einstein told me. So That's hilarious. Because sleep paralysis, I have never once spoken to heard of, read anything about sleep paralysis happening when you go from wakefulness to sleep. Right. Only have I heard, read, understood it coming from sleep 
sleep, to wake. to wake. So to the person who asked the question, thank you, because I think that's important for, for anybody who's interested in this to know that there is a difference and there is inconsistency, a lot of them, by the way, with how they report, but they're throwing things into these categories that they do not understand. That's my other thing. Don't write about shit you don't understand. <laughs> she says. In their defense, you can only know what you know. And so they think now they know this, right? Because of the company they keep. They don't know. They haven't talked to you. They haven't talked to people who know these things. So they can only know what they know. Right. So here's how they define it. Yeah, I'm going to let that one pass. I'm not going to argue with you on it. Um, <laughs> because don't, but my point is don't write about something like that. But so, but they, I guess they think they know. So <laughs> the way that they define sleep paralysis is, is a feeling of being awake but being unable to move your muscles. It often occurs along with hypnogogic hallucinations in people with narcolepsy. I'm like, that is <laughs> all false. There's not a word in there that, belo- that should be strung together. That is utter fucking bullshit. And by the way, I'm not a scientist, people, so don't like go rat us out to iHeart saying they're trying to tell me that these experts are wrong. Well, I am, but I'm also not, an, I'm more of an expert, I think, than they are on it. But that is all false. Because yes, muscle is part of it. But the other thing is, if anybody bothered to do any research on it, they would learn that it's it's like you literally cannot move. You cannot move and you cannot speak. People who think they're screaming when they're they're in a sleep paralysis moment, it's like, it might sound like this. At the Mm -hmm. loudest, it's going to sound like a whisper. They think they're screaming. In fact, a lot of them are screaming for help. Because the other thing these yahoos say is... (laughs) Oh, did I just say that? I did out loud, didn't I? <laughs> they say, although sleep paralysis can be frightening, no shit, Sherlock, symptoms usually go away in minutes, lie, without any health consequences, lie. Because the thing, the health consequences that happen for people is that they're actually afraid to sleep because they are so mortified and petrified on an emotional level. It's trauma. It's it trauma. trauma for it's people. Trauma. And, and so it keeps firing in the brain even when the, the moment is passed. That's the definition of trauma. Yes. And, you, you know, you're conscious and it's not sleep, right? And so it's, it's yeah. Correct. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. The heart races, sweat, like even in waking moments of reliving it. Right. If, if you've ever talked to anyone who's who's had that, I mean, you can see it in their their eyes. It's awful. Oh, and weirdly, they have all found me. Not all of them, but a lot of them have found me. <laughs> and um, from people who've had it since they were nine years old. Right. By the way, it didn't end. They, as adults, they still continue to suffer from because it is, and it's not that it happens every night. No. But they don't know. Like don't that's know. the thing, right? And so the mystery of it is also a bit terrifying for them as well. And that is, you know, that is the the biggest reason that I got into black tourmaline so much right. was because of wanting to protect people who suffered from that. I have never suffered from it. In fact, that little fucker hat man, he's scared of me and he's going to get nowhere near my ass because I'll beat him down, says the panther elf elves. Uh, should I be panther slash panthers? That'll be my next one. I'll do that next week for you. But it is, it is a real thing. It is why we have this black tourmaline that we do. This is not a, a commercial for vibes. But if you know anybody, um, it, it would not hurt. In fact, every, so far, that black tourmaline is batting a thousand, helping people through their um, sleep paralysis, which is, why, again, why I feel like I'm much more of an expert on something like this. Another person who's a really great expert on just understanding a lot of it is, I think I mentioned her before, is Heidi Hollis. And, and right. her books are certainly worth reading. 
and to understand because she's had such a very different experience than either myself or my beautiful Richie Poo. Um, her perspective is is very raw because she has suffered. Yeah, very intense. So, and then they talk about lucid dreams, you know, and it's about that you're able to control the dream or a storyline. I don't know. Have you ever been able to do that? Yes. You have? I haven't. So, um, I don't, can't speak for everyone, obviously, but it's often when you're in a dream, you're like, oh, I don't like how this is going. I need to get out of this dream. And then you can, so even when you have that awareness while you're dreaming, that they would consider that lucid dreaming because you're aware that you're dreaming. And then you can go back into the dream and replay it and change the ending. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've done that. A so what times. do you, what, how, what do you, what would you consider lucid dreaming? If like from a spiritual, you know, kind of perspective or a biological ex, uh, perspective, like why are you able in the, is that a middle of the night thing or is that early in your, your, your sleep? Yes. Yes. What? Yes All to above? both of those. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I love I when can. you do that. Like, yes. The answer is <laughs> yes. Goodbye. It can it can happen um, at any point, early, middle, or late in the in the sleeping process. But it's just a matter of not waking up entirely, but just deciding to change the dream. Like when you're finally aware that you're dreaming, hmm. and if something's unpleasant, or like I remember one in specific. I don't know why this one popped out, but and where I was like, this is just the most un efficient use of my energy. I, this is ridiculous. I do not want to dream about being in a war. Like I was dreaming I was being in a war. And oh, I was interesting. like, I am like, you know, I work really hard every day. I try and bring my best every single day. And at war, it's, it, it, uh, that is not my world. And I don't want to fight in my dreams. That's like a terrible use of my energy. Reset. <laughs> so, oh, so that I went into the dream and what was it, a <sighs> battleground was literally a battleground. I turned into a garden. <laughs> Oh my God, you're so funny. I've never I'm like, experienced that. I, I'm going to try to. I'm quite happy with this outcome. This is beautiful. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's so interesting. That's really funny. I guess no. I've just kind of rolled with it all. I mean, like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be, you know, experiencing right now. I just kind of go with it. I will say this was, it was a time when I was, I was literally working 20 hours a day. And so that's what was the real irritation. Really, I'm going to be sleeping for four hours and this is what I'm doing. Are you flipping kidding me with this? I don't think so. Like it was that kind of moment. And, yeah. And the spirit world was like, uh, guess what? <laughs> Quit working 20 hours a day. That's what we're trying yeah, I to mean, tell that you. Was it, but I'm like, no, where I'm going, I'm actually going to create beauty wherever it is. Oh, that's <laughs> so, awesome. It was <laughs> that's awesome. So I think the answer to the question of spiritual meetings is yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. In many cases, um, it, it, it can't listen. I'm not going to say in every case, because there are certainly people that have chemical imbalances in their body that will suffer from hallucinations or, and listen, I've been known on occasion to have a, a cocktail and that is some <laughs> wicked weird sleep. And I'm, it's not pleasant. It happens, it happens. Right. So things can happen, but outside of those experiences or situations, disorders, whatever they may be outside of that, there's a lot that is the spirit world tries to get through to us. And I think you actually told me early on uh, when we met that you talked about, yes, yeah, spirit gets to you when either you're driving, right, or you're asleep because your, your brain is so active that that's the only time they can get to you. And so when people are experiencing things, just know that that might be what's happening and whether it's an idea they're trying to get you to hold on to. I've had so many ideas come to me through sleep, so many. I keep a notepad. I like consciously... Well, because I, because again, that's my jam. I love creativity. It's, it's my trust life Trust those force. hallucinations, people. <laughs> yeah, trust your, especially if you're a woman. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Trust the, trust them. <laughs> You know, right? um, yeah. so yeah, so there's a spiritual the shower. meaning. Shower is a great time too. Shower is a great time, right? Yeah. Shower, yes, yes, yes. Shower, yes. dry. And I mean, I'm also a different person than I was ten years ago. You know, when or eleven years ago when we met, but um, or lifetimes, or what it is <laughs> that that it's they get to me all the time now. But back yeah. then, those were the only times that they could actually really get to me. So I I can appreciate that if people are experiencing this, that could be very well what's happening, but they can be in the, whether it's showing you in a, in a lucid dream or whatever, that there's a war that's happening. It's like, well, pay attention to that because, you know, um, dream interpretation is something we haven't even dove into yet. That is a very real thing for us. I think at some point to talk about. <laughs> or just choose a garden. <laughs> or just, or if you're Brenda, choose a garden. There's your, there's your uh, dream interpretation episode right there, choose a garden. Um, but there's also things that can happen that are very unsettling, can be very scary, which is a sleep paralysis, right? And yes, is there spiritual meaning? You bet there is. In fact, that little fucker has been around for, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of years, tormenting people um, for various reasons. Sometimes your bright, your light is so damn bright that he's going to find you. It doesn't mean you're bad. You're not bad. No, this, there's so much goodness in all of us. You're not bad. Did something happen in your life that created a crack, a break for something like that to come in? Possibly. Could it be your light is so bright, like you're a lighthouse in the middle of this like really, really, really dark ocean? Sure, that can be it too. Nerdy Alf, thank you for your service. <laughs> thank you for your passion. And thank you for this beautiful question. Sorry, we don't have your name. Whoever you are, thank you. Let us know. Let us hear from you. Let us know what you think. And thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, our school is hard. Without hypnogogia. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Without hallucinations. <laughs> without women. I'm sorry, without the other side. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Oh, my God. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And a special thanks to our producer, Alejandra Arevalo, and our executive producer, Maya Cole Howard, who guides us while we guide you. Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides or shoot us a note at Other Side Guides at iHeartRadio.com. And you can even call us at 833-22-GUIDE to leave us a message. We want to know what you think. We want to know what you know. And we want to hear your stories. And remember, Earth School is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. 
Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. 